Hello and welcome to this, the newest and 28th episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. As always, I'm Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined by the great Tim Davis. How are you, Sean? <laughs> oh, and Fabian Gladagnola. Buona sera, ragazzi. We set Timbo up for the layup, which we discussed five seconds ago. The Globetrotters wanted to go on. Yeah. I wasn't on board. No. <laughs> my, my Italian capabilities you, 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 are, are on point. very deeply tucked away. Ooh. No, you're quite Caprichosa. good. Was my highest, Margarita. my highest scoring subject in VCA. What'd you get? Oh, it was like out of forty. I think I got thirty-seven. So. Top stuff. He's an Italian at heart, definitely. Um, we're going to start where we always do it: shout outs. Yep. Does anyone have a shout out they want to lead us off with? I do, and I want. Oh, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Really? <laughs> For the first time, <laughs> the sleeping giant. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. Let's go. My first shout-out is going to be to... Timbo's just reaching for some fruit <laughs> and a change of pace. Timbo's attacking the uh, the fruit bowl. Uh, Saeed Kolasinac. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, shout-out to uh, old Saeed, who... It's the best piece of defence he's done all year. <laughs> had to uh, hold off uh, Casey Ryback-style knife-wielding thieves. It's very Casey Ryback, um, wasn't it? I love how Mizzet Ozil didn't... Attempt to even get out of the car and, and help him. Wasn't so, his wife in there as well or something like that? Not sure. I, th- I thought it was just the two of them, but he looked all too familiar <laughs> uh, with the situation. Um, old Kolasinac. But, uh, what nationality is? I think he's uh, from Bosnia-Herzegovina. But, uh, okay. Yep. That was good. It was good. Good yeah. vision. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I love the uh, the side-to-side was- motion when, obviously, the, the assailant was on the other side of the car. At what point do you think the assailant... Sized him up and went, nope. <laughs> I'm just going to try and just run. This guy's fit, he's strong, and he's up for a fight. Mm. He, he <laughs> and had, he knows I'm coming. He's he had one of off. those uh, Nemanja Vidic looks like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder you. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> it's gone from survival mode to predatorial mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and going, all the other people we try and rob kind of just... They just sort of give up and let Fall us. over. Yeah. <laughs> In breaking news, Sahid Kolasinac is uh, on trial for manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Set to miss the start of the EPL season. You got a shout out, Timbo? Yeah, look, I do. On the back of sorry, I didn't you were mid chew on that no, banana. No, sure. On the back of our World Swimming Championships, um, I couldn't help but be impressed by Caleb Dressel, um, the US uh, sprinter. <laughs> sorry, it's, it's the <laughs> dude's name. I'm sorry. They've got but, good names, the American swimmers. Yeah, they tend to. Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, but now look, he ended up walking away with five gold medals and one silver medal. And the times that he swum, like just in in some events, there are guys that are just just and guys and girls that are just putting up performances that are just out there, and he's doing it across the board. Um, but uh, but the men's hundred meter freestyle was an absolute special. He was the first man to break forty seven seconds in a textile suit, so he's still just short of your mate Caesar Cielo's world record. Yes, but that was wearing the sure. um, the 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 full, a quiz body, question. the full body suit. And he was a quiz question too. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's gone sub 47. He's gone 46.96. And our Australian guy, Kyle Chalmers, has gone 47.08. Did he? Did Kyle Chalmers win the Olympic gold? So he's the Olympic gold medalist, which yeah. he won as an 18-year-old. Bolter. So he's still 21. He came from he came from nowhere in the final. He, he was had, he like fifth or something on the turn? Well, he, he was always swimming the quickest last 50. Yeah, okay. So you knew he was going to rattle home like a train, but he had to be close enough and be in touch. And when you watch the race, when they turned at 50, you thought, Chalmers is home. He doesn't have a 
doesn't have a great style. He's not a beautiful technician. No, but underwater he's clearly doing everything right. Oh and, yeah, and he's, yeah. A, he's an animal. So he's twenty one. Um, it's funny how all the athletes like that have got different techniques. But finish what you're saying. Yeah, and and look, but Dressel is now won. He's now won the last two world championships in this event, and he's twenty two. Okay. Mm. So you're going to sit there and you're going, these boys are going to be racing against one another for a decade, and on the on the podium after everything we had with Sun Yang and Mac Horton, the respect, the mutual respect between these two blokes, you can tell they get on, but they they're great rivals. But you thought it's actually good to see, but but the lead up into the next next year's Olympic Games, like I love the Olympic Games, but my build-up is one event. Like, this event, to me, is an That's absolute the blue showstopper. Event. Yeah, the Blue Ribbon oh, event. Oh. But it, Come on. Week one, well, the, definitely. The 100-metre dash the is, hundred is meter, big. Men's 100-metre final is, yeah, is the event. In, of the in week one, the men's... And even the relays yeah, are, like, are show-stopping. Exciting. Whereas in athletics, like, the relays are sort of part of the carnival. Yep. But in the swimming, they're... Top of the pops. They're big. They're big. I so like yeah, Dressel did a great job and shout out to him. Done well. Excellent. So, My good. first shout out, Pavel Florin. Don't know if you know this name. You would have seen Pavel during the week, I reckon. He's the uh, Romanian mate with the suspect bowling action <laughs> at the European Cricket Championships. <laughs> uh, European Cricket League, I should say. He's a bodyguard, isn't he? I think so. He's a bouncer. But look, he came under a bit of, um, got a bit of stick when the, the clip broke. And then he was uh, interviewed by whoever it was. I don't even know where the tournament's being held, but he was interviewed for the broadcast. And he just spoke about how he loves the game. Yeah. He said, I love playing cricket. He said, he it goes, may not look great, but I love cricket. He goes, oh, yeah, my action's not great, blah, blah, blah. We sort of, you know, people mock and laugh and whatever. But I look at it as a Romanian bloke who loves cricket. Yeah, good on him. And it made me think of when I was at the Box Hill Hawks, we had um, contact with uh, the Zagreb Hawks in Croatia. <laughs> and they were basically started by this Croatian guy who came out Went to uni, had never heard of AFL football. Spent a bit of time with family. They have brown and gold chicks. No, <laughs> but a uh, Boxhill basically. <laughs> long story short, Boxhill gave them Guernseys to wear, Love so it. they adopted Boxhill Hawks. But speaking to this guy, he goes, "Oh, he came. This guy came, did uni, then went back to Croatia and put a flyer up at the university campus, just saying, would anyone like to play Australian football?'" And he goes, "A few people." were familiar with it, some weren't, but now they've got enough people to have a team Good on and they play little satellite competitions against similar teams from around Central Europe. And I was sat there and thought, something we take for granted, we watch this guy bowling and go, oh, Jesus. And you sit there and going, how has he even found the game? Yeah, exactly right. In Romania. And he loves it. Yeah. Loves it so much. Never he had any play. contact with Australia, never been here. I don't know about that. He, he, surely, I wouldn't be surprised if he know, has. You know, the quirky thing about Christian Vieri. Mm, he was yeah, interviewed on Italian TV yeah. that he asked him for his, you know, his sporting idol growing up, and he said Alan Border. Well, you saying Bolt? the interview was like you saying Bolt's Matthew Hayden? Yeah, it was go. like you just went blank. It's like yeah, they were looked, expecting. You look yeah. for the producer. Like, who on earth is he talking about? Yeah, because yeah, he wanted to be a cricketer growing yeah. up. So because he what, grew up in Brisbane. No, no, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Yeah, yeah okay. Any more shout outs? I've got one more. Um, and it was less about the guy, but the reaction. There was a 20-year-old guy at the World Swimming Championships. Another swimming one, Tim. Yeah, Come on. A fellow, yeah, the a fellow from New Zealand, a bloke named Lewis Clairbert, okay. um, has kind of come, maybe not completely from nowhere, but he's won a bronze medal. You could be making these names up. Oh, this is very true. But he um, is the only medal that New Zealand won at the championships. Are they? What are they like as a swimming nation? Oh, look, they've always been strong. Their juniors always come across to Australia, so there's always been extremely strong. Do we try strong. to steal them too? Uh, well, no, we don't get to. So, um, But a bloke that I was a year older than me, horses. a bloke named Daniel Loder, won a 
um, won the 200 free, 400 free double at the 96 Olympics. So I vaguely know the name. Yeah, so he was the same age as Daniel Kowalski. So they used to race as juniors all the way through, and he knocked off Kowalski in the 400 free, which Kowalski thought he was going to win. Um, and Kowalski finished third to him in the 200, but that wasn't Kowalski's event. That, and Loder was pretty much always going to win that one. Mm. But anyway, this fellow, Lewis Clairbert, comes out, he, he wins his bronze medal in the 400 medley, and if you get a chance to look for it on YouTube, he comes into the marshalling area. This is the final day of the meet. And and the the men's 4x100 medley relay team, plus a couple of other teammates, do the haka for him. Oh, and, yes. And, and the way, obviously, the haka for them is a... It's a celebratory thing, and they do it before an event, but it's also a show of respect. And I think we talked about the guy that had it done for him when he won the, you know, NRL, the, the NRL, the Dell M medal. Oh, yeah. the Dell M one was brilliant. Yeah, this is better. This really? is better. I loved it. I loved it. I've if been you through, see it, you know how Sean, you, you go through the rabbit hole, like the YouTube mm. rabbit hole. I, Kitchen I, nightmares? No, mine was just hackers. <laughs> I've, I've done it too. I've, I've done it too. Two hours on YouTube looking at various hackers. It was just. I suppose it, it's the same because. Like Kitchen Nightmares, it's the same thing every time. And I like... You just fall in love with the repetition. Offended by it, and I don't think they should. I like the various reactions. Yeah, so do I. I, You know, I call it the hawk walk, if you remember. Where they step forward with the... Arm in arm. I've got to admit, Tim... As long as you don't turn your back, not from a disrespectful point, I just think it's cowardly. Just face it. You got to you got to meet it, you got to face it, absolutely. So... Well, before we move on, I've got to admit, I did see you tag me in that, I just didn't watch the clip. Well, if you so when when you get a it. chance to, I, I recommend that you do because it's it's just it's it's one of the things that's just good about world sport and hmm. and, and I really enjoyed it. And it's so. just athletes recognizing athletes. Spot Did on. you have another one, Fab? Uh, yeah. Did Pete, you really? Shout out to Pete Molinas. Oh, shout out, of course. Um, obviously a loyal listener. Turn the big four zero. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, happy uh, birthday, Pete. Happy forty. So hopefully, hopefully the Brisbane Orion, the Brisbane Orion. I haven't checked, but hopefully Louis Taylor. Oh yeah! Whoa, what a pulling birthday the, present! Pulling the socks up for Pete this weekend, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Uh, I've got happy birthday to Pete. I've got one more shout out. Pizza Hut. What? Pizza Hut. Not all of them. Some of them. The personal pan pizza back three dollars. Really? Wow. Three dollars, Tim. I had one the other day, and it's now you know like you're not gorging yourself. Cause it's only a small pizza. What do you get eight of them? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's probably a third of a standard pizza. Yeah, okay. So just for three bucks, top notch value, and I recommend. Where did we get this from? Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, thanks. Which outlet? <laughs> I don't all know. of them? Uh, no, not all of them. Ooh. Not all of them. Um, this one was in. Where was I? Uh, That's the question. It's like Clayton or something. All right. Okay. Yeah. Three bucks. And the old stock standard deep pan pizza that you it's used as to get. Thick, it's as thick as it is fucking wide. I love it. Chicago love style. It. Inadvertently. You're going to get the... Uh, I get this. There's only one pizza at Pizza It's the Super Supreme. No. Nah, yeah. Yep. Super Supreme. Why? Well, did you grow up on the Pizza Hut on Doncaster Road, which all is now like a La Pochetta that's near... Um, is that the all you can eat? Well, it was eventually, but originally when you, know, you in go the UK, there... In the UK... All the Pizza Huts are proper restaurants. It's bizarre. Well, that's what our that's one what used they were to be. When we were yeah, younger. yeah, it's bizarre. Like I remember, I remember, I said to my sister who lives there, obviously, um, at Pizza Hut. At the Pizza Hut, <laughs> <laughs> I went in and I said, "Oh, it's convenient. What's for dinner?" Oh, and fancy seeing you here. <laughs> you, you. I said it's weird. It's like it at home up until like what the mid to late nineties. Go. All the Pizza Huts are proper restaurants. Mm. She goes, "Yeah, it's odd," and all the other brands like your um, Papa John's. 
Yeah. Like Domino's. Domino's are the standalones, like our pizza hearts are. Yes. It's, it's, and it's, like I said to her, it's weird. And badly for pizza in the UK, they are fucking expensive. Yeah, okay. I was in Manchester, Fab. I got to Manchester. I got there, like, pretty early. Because it's all part of the experience. You go to see them. You get there, like, the game's at, mm. the game was at three o'clock. And I think I caught the train up. I got there at, like, 10, 30, 11 to have a bit of a walk around town and sort of slowly make your way. Better than venue. driving the Union Court on the M1. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, the less said about that, the better. But I went, oh, I'll get some Pizza Hut. You know how much the pizzas were? They're like 13 pounds. Wow. I thought, I thought, That's like $45. I thought, not happening. Sorry, Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, let's uh, shout outs. You got any more? We're all done and done. I'm done. Excellent. We're going to move on to talking points now. Does anyone have a talking point they want? Oh, I'll kick us off. Thanks, I'll kick us off. I thought I'll throw to you guys, but then I thought I'll just take control. Went and saw Hobbs and Shaw today. Yep. My usual Thursday trip to the movies. Didn't do one. I don't think I did one last week because there was no movie. Loved hey, it. How are your little, uh, little, little podcast? Yeah, going? gave that up because Fab gave me some criticism, so I just stopped. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't you, give you criticism. You do, I didn't you, listen Sean. to him. But go and check it out because you will not have more fun just shutting your brain off and sitting there for a couple of hours. It is. This, like a classic 80s buddy cop. It's like Tango and Cash. Yeah. And it looks really great. Which Pete got confused for. <laughs> Tura and Hooch. He got confused for two films, didn't he? <laughs> he said, oh, Tango and Cash, is that the one with... <laughs> Tom Hanks, Tom and, Hanks the and the dog. No, no, he's, we got to Turner and Hooch, but what was the one in the middle? It was a similar thing. Goes, I was like, oh, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. And he said, no, but was that the one that was adapted like yeah. Starsky? I said, no, no, no. no what about the one with the dog? Goes, no. Have I ever told you, Tim, the story about... Tim's, uh, Tim's, Pete's confusion between Pierce Brosnan and Charles Bronson. Yeah, I get that. Not like I don't have it. Not on the body I, of work, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the names. Yeah, yeah I get you. Oh, that was hilarious. Like, just talk to Pete for long enough and he'll throw a gem in yeah, like yeah. that. It's great. But definitely, Hobbs and Shaw, awesome fun. The Rock and Jason Statham chemistry love off the, the charts. Yeah, cool. A couple of fantastic cameos, un, like completely um, unadvertised, where you go, oh, wow. Different guys pop up. You go, oh, hey, and not in one scene. They got more like it's good fun. Um, Idris Elba's fantastic as a villain. Everyone's just having a blast. My boy. Everyone's just having a blast making the film. It gets a bit big and silly at the end with the big finale, but um, it's just a ripper film that feels like it was made thirty odd years ago, in terms of the chemistry and the way it's built. So hopefully, visually, it doesn't look like it was made thirty odd years ago. No, no, visually it looks impeccable. But uh, as I said, if you want to just have a fun night out and go and see a really silly film uh, that doesn't take itself too seriously. Check out Hobbs and Shaw. I'm going to give it three goals, three. Nice. Okay. Which nice. is a, a good pass. Uh, talking points for either of you two? Um, I, I want to... Sounds like I'm going to the well of the World Swimming Championships ad nauseum, but um, obviously the last few days... Obviously the, being a podcast, people can't see it, but Tim's recording in his yellow speedos. <laughs> it would be good. He's got the swimming cap We don't on. need to see that. Um, but no, Shana Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, been a big talking point. There's there's a couple of, you know... Um, Shout out to the people of China, by the way. Yeah, well, and, and look, there's elements to it that are... I've been it's wrapped up a, with them all week. Well, it's just been a bit weird because usually... With the line supporters. Oh. Well, normally you get to be able to announce, you know, do your own press conference to say this has happened. And, and it was sort of like... Um, whether it was Wada or Fina has sort of just dropped her in it. And, and There's a couple of things to pick apart for me. Yeah. Is that ultimately I can understand... So they've done the test. She's tested positive. She's been excused... Or not excused. She's been uh, removed from the World Championships. Correct. That's fine. Whatever way they cut it, a lot of Chinese people were touching base with me saying it's hypocrisy and it's a cover-up and whatever. From my point of view, I sat there and thought, 
or FINA probably don't want on the eve of their world championship, their um, annual event, they probably don't want a doping saga. Yeah. So they probably sat there and thought, we'll just hold it for a couple of weeks. Yep. And then if it comes out at the end, it comes out at the end. She missed. She didn't compete. Yep. She's removed herself from the scrutiny. She's removed herself from controversy. Um, for, she, she hasn't... for 10 days. Correct. So it's not Correct. like they've covered it up and she's back into competing. Yep. They've bought themselves a the time to get the the headlines written in a positive manner. Yep. The people in the pool competing. Obviously, uh, a little bit awkward or inconvenient that there was the Mac Horton Sun Yang situation. Yep, but, Tim, they are not in any way related. No, not at all. Not at all. At I mean, all. Look, she's. She is claiming that she's been utilising supplements that she's done her homework on. She believes that she understands what's in it. And the drug that she's tested positive, which is called Legandrol, she said, there is nothing that I have taken, to my knowledge, that includes this. So I don't know how it's gotten there. The one thing that they were going to say originally is they were going to talk about the concentration of the drug that she's tested positive, as if it's like, is it just a trace amount or is it she loaded to the eyeballs with it? The ironic thing, the ironic thing when you when you go back and and you you do a little bit of research on the drug, the one thing that it says is is it has a twenty one day half life, so it takes three weeks for the stuff that you put in your body to start breaking down. So if you're going to cheat, you're not putting in a drug that's going to be sitting there for literally almost months at a time that it's still going to be traceable months after you're taking it and taking it once. So she's trying to cheat. And actively doing it, she would have tested positive before now anyway, and and you wouldn't there would there is there would be literally five dozen drugs that you could be taking. You wouldn't be taking this one because it stays in your system too I've long, got and two which would mean she'd either be the dumbest athlete on the planet, and I don't think that she is, or it sounds like she's. And, and I'm not. I'm actually not even trying to defend her. I, mm. I'm actually sitting I back. Two issues. I, I'm here. sitting back in the cheap seats and saying, let's see what happens. Like she's framing an argument that says. I haven't knowingly taken it. And you're going, look, I hope for your sake that's true, but it'll be interesting to see what her defence is when she goes up against Asada, who are going to give her a four-year ban, which is as hard as they can go on an athlete. This is the thing I take exception to. We'll get to you in a sec, Fab. What I take exception to is this idea that Australians have gone hard after Sun Yang and we're taking it easy on Shane and Jack, which is an absolute nonsense, like I said at the start. Asada are going to give her four years. The Australian public have been pretty ruthless. I, I, I conflate it with the cricket scandal. Spot on. That's what I was going to say too. We went as hard as anything on our own. Yep. Yep. Ate them to the point we sort of actually started to think we've probably gone too far. Probably gone too hard. We sit there and go, we absolutely hold our athletes to a, the same, same standard, if account. not higher, higher than international athletes. Agreed. And Mac Horton getting wrapped up in all this is so inconvenient for him because he on. made 100% the right stand against doping Spot in on. sport. And it had nothing to do with, and it does not excuse Australian athletes from cheating. Absolutely. He said, I'm standing off the dice because it's a dirty dice, because the winner is potentially a drug cheat. He certainly has cheated in the past. Yep. Um, And that was his protest against it. And the young, the Scottish man. Uh, Duncan Scott. Duncan Scott did the same thing. They were protesting dirty sport. This situation here has, has basically removed Shana Jack from even putting the sport in that position. That's exactly right. So this idea that we're cutting her slack or we're making excuses for her, we aren't doing that for Sun Yang, they're is a joke. They're protecting the sanctity of the sport is, is, is what we've done. She's going to be penalised far more sternly than Sun Yang ever has well, or Sun likely Yang got will three be. Months. Sun Yang got three months. When, when he was banned, it was a drug that he said, I've been prescribed by my doctor. 
Um, it turns out it has a performance-enhancing performance element to it, but he was saying he was taking it because he has a heart problem. The bloke's the best endurance swimmer of all time. You've got a problem Tim, with your heart. Tim, My fucking ass. Tim, do. are you suggesting that the Chinese a state-sponsored doping program? Is that what you're suggesting? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying. Are you suggesting they've got a history of that? Well, they do have a history of that. Are you suggesting, suggesting that, that their prize pony may be central to some clandestine, drug-taking cover-up. He does most of his training in Australia. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, up on the Gold Coast. He and Mac don't run into each other. Before we move on, Fab... That's not the drug capital of Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, you got anything to add? On the swimming? Yeah. No, I was just saying that there's two things. It's the handling of it and, you know, the punishment she should cop. Now, as Tim was... I reckon the whole... What she's going to cop, she's going to cop. Exactly right. There's no point to defend her. Just that... Process will be the process, and she'll appeal it as she will. And you know, yeah. and, and you were saying, you know, she says she's done this, this, this. That's up for her defence and in the, the lawyers and Assad and all that to go through. I'm not saying she's guilty. I'm not saying she's not guilty. All I'm saying is the handling of the situation. People are going nuts at it. It's been it's it's, it's, it's been pretty, hand, it's handling one hundred and one. Yeah, but look for her, a four year ban means she won't be able to swim at the Australian trials for the um, you know, in four years time. So she, but she'll miss. I cannot see how she Hard to come back. She, she she can't swim the Olympics next year. No. Like there is, I, I think the way that'll play out, she may end up with a twelve month ban. She may end up with a two year ban. But her if her next chance to swim in an Olympic game, she's going to be twenty five years of age. So five years time. So that'll hurt. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, if she wants to be a uh, a world level athlete, she's just got to work out how she moves forward from here. Spot on. Before we move good on. good luck to her for that, if she, so long as she's doing it clone. Before yep. we move on to Fabian and his talking point, uh, well, like I said, if anyone in China is listening to a shout-out, hello, you're, I'm the one you've been abusing on Twitter. Share, share. So shout-out to you. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, thank you. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Fabian, what have you got for us? Um, well, it's a question more for you, Sean. Oh, really? The, I don't know why I'm acting so we ru- talked about this pre-pod. The, the rumour, the, the transfer rumour that... Uh, Romano Lukaku and Paolo Dybala mm-hmm. swap between Juventus and Man United. I come at it from two points. Yeah. Romelu Lukaku's best is magnificent. We've seen it for Belgium primarily. Yeah. Um, especially the World Cup last year, he was absolutely dynamic. And then Paolo Dybala is a terrific player, no question. And he actually probably suits us more than Lukaku does just at the moment. Yep. But my worry about it all is it doesn't sound at this point like Dybala wants to come to Manchester. He doesn't, and having being in that in that fortunate position where I can kind of read the media, the English and the Italian media, and kind of you know see both sides of the story. Dybala wanted to stay, or wants to stay at Juve, but he is being deemed surplus to requirements. So I believe now it's just at a point where it's not, it's not that he doesn't want to join United. I just don't think he ever had it. Envisaged in his mind that he'd be moving on because he's he struggled he's, to get a game last year under the new Ronaldo-led, you know, it was a new manager altogether again. And and Sari isn't going to be playing how Max Allegri used to play either. So does Sari it, has deemed him surplus to requirements. Does this does on it, top of already not getting a lot of game time last season? Does I, it feel like Angel Di Maria again? To me, it does. To me, it feels like terrific player. At his best, makes us better. Feels and feels a need, particularly oh, you, you've mentioned on the on right. The right. Yep. But if he doesn't want to join us, that's a huge issue. I think I don't think he doesn't want to join us from 
what I've been reading, it's just he wants a pay increase, which is... He's going to get that with us. And I think if we meet it, we get him. And that's uh, it's an important and, um, piece of business to move someone on and get someone in. Because I reckon Dybala's on the cheap. You get Dybala a year and a half ago, it's costing more than £75 million. Potentially. I mean, is he and uh, Pogba friends? Yes. Yes, very close. You would imagine then part of him coming to United would be Pogba stays. Yep. I still... I'll quickly touch on some transfers. I still think if United can get the Dybala deal done, to me, Harry Maguire's done. It's semantics. I just I think it might even come down to the last day, which irritates me, but we'll end up just paying the money. Just fucking pay it now. And we discussed this previously, how mm. United or anyone looking for centre-backs didn't just trigger Toby Alderweireld's £25 million. Pound. Weird. Just bring him in. And from our if point of view... If it doesn't work... But it's twenty five million. But from pounds. our point of view as well, it's a bit of a power play against Leicester. Yeah. To sit there and go, well, we've got to someone else. Just get a yeah, and that way for a hundred, you got two. You sit there and go, if you end up paying a bit, you, yeah, like you said, instead of ninety for Maguire, it's a hundred <coughs> for both of them. You yeah. go, well, fuck, it's better than our options at the moment. So, well, if assuming Maguire comes in mm-hmm. and Dybala, I reckon the deal's quite close. Assume, let's play a bit of fantasy for a second. Oh no. Bruno Fernandes does come in. Are you happy with the summer transfer window? Um, yeah. I liked what I saw of Bruno Fernandes when he used to play in the Serie A. Yeah. I think it's it makes us um, certainly makes us more competitive and, and certainly puts us more in the frame to finish in the top four. The and player just, profile is very different than what Jose would play It is. With. You know what I just want us to do? Part of me for United, and, and sorry to make this United-centric thing, but part of me wants us to just give the kids a chance. Yeah. Not wholesale, but sit there and go... And I think they will, but... Put a, put a bit of pressure on and, and give a bit of an opportunity to Greenwood, to Angel Gomes, to you know, to these guys and to sit there and go, well, look, if you make it, Chong, not every week, don't have them be starters every week, but sit yeah. there and say, we're going to actually give you an opportunity to show us you're at the level and but can... I, I think we do that, though. I think by not like-for-like like replacing Lukaku with a mega striker mm. like with a with a pure number 9 and bringing in a Dybala. Does Anthony Martial go back to 9? I reckon him and Rashford I reckon Martial go give me my number back. It's just a pity that we've given James 21 because Dybala would have happily taken 21 which was his number at Juve, his number at Palermo, it's his number for the Argentinian national team. So mm. that would have just all but you know. Oh, well. semantics but and also and this is more of not a shout-out, shout-out with past them, but a lot of the Spurs boys, especially oh. the mates of mine, are hanging shit on Arsenal. I reckon Arsenal are doing some... They're doing good business. It's wasteful business because they're improving positions that they're actually quite good at, which is scoring goals, attacking. And um, but Matty, down, Matty Knight style. <laughs> but down back, um, it's... Like, you think United are bad. We're, we're pretty bad. Arsenal, it's, it's horrible. And you're going to lose... Kashelny will go. Yep, and it's Isn't just there's, there's, not even, well? there's not even. Uh, he's being chased. They were talking about a thirty million euro or pound transfer fee, and they're, considering they're not even doing linked it. with any central defenders. This not, is going to be like when they got Callum Chambers. Well, Callum Cham- Chambers is still there, and uh, they reckon pre season he's actually been playing quite well. But if you're building your team around him, that's we a bit all know scary. what Callum Chambers performs in pre season, mate. Off of a guy that'll be bagging groceries in a week, Timbo. You get <laughs> that right. one? You love that line, I do love you? that one. So, um, no, watch your space when it comes to um, 
the uh, the transfer window. It's it's it's, it's closes in England, obviously, on the eighth of August. And I think that it's hampers in today, English sides. For them. The lower sides love it, shutting the windows. The lower so. sides, like, but ultimately, too, you sit there and you go, "We're not selling anyone past that date." I still think teams like Real Madrid will come knocking. They will, but we're not. I think you, if you, I looking, just think we just don't, don't even answer the phone. If you're looking for a big guy, just lose the fax machine again. Yeah, we'll um, just disconnect it. Do we want to move on? Yep, that's it. Excellent, yep. excellent. We're going to go straight into Carlton now, and obviously on the back of a third win on the trot. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I want to kick us off. I've got a question for the two of you. Five from seven. The other two that I lost is only by, was it three and five three points? Three and five. Um, and under a both eminently yep. winnable games, really. Yeah, absolutely. Had some really terrific performances in there. I want you to nail your colours to the mast on David Teague now. Yep. Are you going? Are you happy for David Teague to get the gig? Or I'm, are you happy for us to hold out for I someone? I will say, my, my opinion is it's him. Or Clark, I'm not giving up on Clarko. No, 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 and, and, and that's I don't the think talk. the club is. Yep, I don't think Clarko is that interested. But money, especially that type of money, yeah. Would yep. he not be just getting that at Hawthorne though? No. I think it'd be negligible. So ultimately, it's either for me now. It's it's between Clarko, who I would prioritise over Teague, yeah, and I think you have to. He's the best in the game. Yes, or it's Teague. Do I don't know? see how you can give it to anybody else. Well, I. We've said on pod, and, I, and I've said it for a while. I've, I've, I've always thought the guy most likely was going to be Voss, headed by Ruse. Teague's gone past him. I, I think the questions on Voss and his coaching beforehand, he may end up being a really good coach, but I think we know that we've got a guy that's done the appropriate apprenticeship. He's been at the club. He's won a best and fairest there. He's respected the players are playing for him. If you bring in Ruse to be his mentor and uh, um, you know, and um, you know, sort of massage him towards being the elite coach that we want him to be. Great situation, and the only thing that surpasses that is Alistair Clarkson. Possibly, well, he's certainly the greatest modern day coach. Whether he's one, and he's go down proving as one of the best. still absolutely that with his reinvention. I don't of like calling Hawthorne a dog. I do like calling Hawthorne a dog shit team, but yeah, they're not the Hawthorne of old. They're not. They're not oh, even, they're not. They're not even a. They finished top four fraction. last year and got beaten in straight sets. They're not and even the a fraction only, of what they used the to The only be. reason they were that close was Alistair Clarkson. And he's ripping out performances still. He is. Showing that tactically he is still he's in brilliant. this game. He's so brilliant. It's, yeah, for me, it's Clarko or, or T. Just briefly segue out of the Hawk Talk uh, podcast. <laughs> um, I think the thing for me with Teague is, and what I've noticed uh, over the last, particularly you know during his tenure um, at the, the head of the ship, this really stark shift in the way the club is presenting its ambitions and expectations in the media. Under Brendan Bolton, it got to the point where it was a frustration of mine, I'm not sure how you two felt, that winning wasn't the priority. Yep. You get asked about results and it became about performance and learning and all that. We play at the moment like a team that A, sets up to win the game, which sounds silly, everyone does, but B, approaches the game with an expectation and a belief we can win. Yep. I want to correct you. You've just said... We're setting up to win the game, which everyone does. We didn't. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, no. Oh, you, I, I, I think we were all on yeah. board no, absolutely. with Bolts going, play in the future midfield. That's sweet. Yep. But when the opportunity rises, and we've mentioned the three or four games. Yeah. It's not all of them, but three or four games in the first half of the season where we were in and up to our eyeballs. Does it, and this is my feeling. He didn't go out. He didn't. This is my, no, Fab, I get you. This is my feeling. Put when all you the sit chips and go, in for the win. No, the I, expectation. I you could see in the group 
during particularly three-quarter time, even the crowd, you sat there and thought, we're winning this. Yeah, it was a little bit nervy, absolutely. You get nervy in tight games no matter where you are on the ladder. But you absolutely sat there and thought, this group isn't just holding on. This group's approaching the thing, we can win the game. Yeah, yep. And we've been told by the coach, you can win the game. Whereas with Bolts, like I said, you, you just... We get, were everything getting getting near not, enough was going to be good we're, enough we're at everything, times. We were everything when we, we're not at the moment, in the sense that at the moment we're hard, we're unrelenting. The pressure that our forward 50 put on the Crows on Saturday... It's taking the piss. That was, was, you know what, I, I, com- I compare it to piss. one other game. And I remember turning to Dad 20 minutes into this game and saying to him, we, we're not losing today. Essendon elimination final. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just based on the day. pressure, yeah. you yep. sat there and thought... If this is the level, we're not losing. You can't lose. Yep. And on Saturday, the pressure that we... Did you turn to your dad when we were four goals down? No, I said to him when when Satanta... Three, three, I think. Satanta got the goal, but then we we were on top. Played on, didn't he? Yeah. But we were on top and we turned the screws, turned the screws. And when we got to about level, you just went, we're all over them. Yeah, they're gone. They're done. They're done. And We've seen their best. And on Saturday, I I said to him the same thing. I go, special shout out to... um, some unsung heroes, particularly Gibbons and DeLuca, but Silvani and Kennedy as well. For guys that aren't fleet of foot, the amount of pressure they put on the Crows' back six was extraordinary. Yeah, they were unrelenting, weren't they? And it was. And you know what the thing is too? They were playing like a group that thought they've been told to tackle. Every back, every forward six group's told to tackle. But they recognise and believe we're going to get rewarded. Yeah. Yep. If we keep doing this, we're going to be rewarded with an opportunity, a repeat 50 you know, the chance to set up. And it gave guys like Plowman, the outriders, Weedering, the confidence that we're just going to hem him in and we're going to score hmm. yep. eventually. Yep. So, and it showed by Plowman being able to set up two goals. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. look, we, we just, as I said, we're becoming a team under Teague, my final point on David Teague, we're becoming a point under uh, a team under David Teague that, and I mentioned this off pod, a couple of years ago as a club, we sold and indulged the notion that we weren't any good at Marvel, at Etihad Stadium. We're not a Marvel team. We're not an Etihad team. Oh, it's too narrow or it's too... Oh, we're an MCG team. And we indulged this notion as a club that don't worry about... No, we're, no, we're not good there. So don't worry about it. Whereas under David T, we've won two games interstate. We've beaten a highly or higher ranked Adelaide Crows that we haven't beaten in four and a half years. We're becoming an anytime, anywhere team. We also got beaten by them by 108 points in no, the final round of the year last absolutely. year. But we're becoming a team that sits there and I think goes into a game. Of, I don't know about you guys. Did we look like a team that looked forward to game day? No. In, back in the day, no, not no, really. Probably not really. But they really look like they've got, got a thirst. They look They're forward hungry. to this. So <laughs> that's on David Teague, I think, and what he and his, his coaching group have been able to do, and it's phenomenal. But, but I think also when you're a side that's been a little bit, of bere- a little bit bereft of success... You give a young side a sniff, yep, and they're all over it. And the belief that oh, we can win, oh, absolutely, and they're thriving on it. Um, question to you both quickly: We move on to this next one. Uh, phenomenal performance by the captain on the weekend. Is he the All Australian captain? In my opinion, I think he should have been the All Australian captain last year. Well, that's what I agree. Well, to. the knock on him last year was he didn't captain his own side. So, well, he did in a stand-in capacity. Yeah, but he, he was named co-captain. Mm. At the end of the year, so yeah. it was Octoberish when they announced. It. So he, he, he is now a captain in his own right. Yeah, what and, are you going to drag his team over the line? How are you too? denying him? He yeah. is the most. He is the single most influential 
leader, as in players I play in the competition. If you are a young player, if you're a Carlton football, it doesn't matter how old you are, and you don't walk out next to this guy or watch this guy on the field and think, I'll have a bit of that. I reckon the die was cast at AFLX. His performance at AFLX, and I know people will go, it's a bullshit competition. He took the piss, didn't he? He took he, the he, piss. Came, he, was, he kicked a spot kick, Timbo. <laughs> he did. A place he, he kick. He did. He did a place kick. <laughs> we got that. Um, but he, he was, and I know he didn't captain his side that in, in that game, but he was Guys were trying to tackle him. Yeah. It was, like, it was ridiculous. It was absurd. And look, for me... And he's only just take, he's only taken it on. The, the irony is the last six weeks, um, uh, since the Brisbane game... He'd actually had a little bit of a lull. He wasn't. He wasn't in. He missed a couple of weeks. Yeah, he missed a couple of weeks. He looked a bit sore, and then he just he. We said he it last wanted week. It. This game, he wanted. We it. said it last week on Pod, where it, it felt like he's about ready to explode. You, you said it, and Adelaide yeah, probably were going. Adelaide were probably going to back their guys. Yeah, and it was the just, fact that they didn't name Hugh Greenwood in hindsight. Laughable madness. Like madness. pick him, sit him on the bench, give him a different role, and if the Crouch brothers aren't matching him or Rory Sloan isn't matching him. Unleash Plan B. Who's the crow? Who, who's the crouch with number two? Brad. Brad. What a pretender. Well, he's better than Matt. As, as far as, did you see him pre-first bounce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going yeah. to Crips, right? Yeah. Like, champ. There's One of the hard, best hard things. tags aren't just going and, and throwing kidney punches. I can't remember. And what I don't was. understand how umpires just don't go, yeah, free kick, free Dang. kick. I can't remember ball. what year it was. Tag, was... Tag, your, tag your heart out. We'd love Ed for tagging. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But, but it respect doesn't, your it, opponent it, it too. It doesn't go up and start throwing punches. No, no. he'll stand in front of you and annoy the shit annoy out of you. you. He's not yeah. throwing punches. No, I agree. I agree. We'll uh, we'll move on. I've got a question for you, Timbo, and of course, Fabian, you can weigh in here. Um, during the, the the last sort of days of Bolt's reign, and and when the the crosshairs are on everyone at the club, the board, the coach, not so much the CEO, at this point, um, but one man came under particular scrutiny, and we stood by him, Stephen Silvani. What he had been doing at the club came under some particularly close scrutiny and, and came under some analysis from those in the media who were keen to maybe put his head on the chopping block as maybe, you know, he's not getting any criticism. Bolts is getting all the criticism. Lajudica, the man who built the list, isn't. Has the last seven weeks vindicated not only Sosa's list build, but his role at the club? Entirely. Absolutely entirely. I, I mean, obviously... The selection of Sam Walsh, despite the um, scrutiny that it's been placed upon that selection by other people in the media, it has been entirely franked, and the future of the football club on that selection alone is is sitting beautifully. But I, I think in our last five, you know, seven weeks, the the emergence and the gathering um, of, of players like Will Setterfield, of Your Lockie man, O'Brien. Fam. Yeah, my boy. Lockie O'Brien. Um, Matt Kennedy, whose body's finally starting to cooperate with him and he's got confidence in the looks, way that he's playing. under Bolton looked like he didn't have a spot. Absolutely. And, and we even said it pre-season, you thought he's not going to get in. And now he's playing a role that we never even considered that he'd play and he's playing it really, really oh, well. Right. Well, Andrew Mayle on Twitter, shout out to, to you, Andrew. He touched base with us earlier in the week and, and put a list forth of players who were sort of notionally in our best team but weren't available for one reason or another, um, last weekend and won't be available for the rest of the year, some of them. Zach Fisher, Matthew Cruiser, Caleb Marchbank, Sam Doherty, Charlie Curnow, Tom Williamson, Mitch McGovern, and David Cunningham. Shout out to David on his new contract. Yep. Um, all didn't play and are all notionally in or on the fringes of our best team. Absolutely. To even contemplate that seven weeks ago a 1-11 team would be able to win with those outs. Yeah. And not just win, 
but actually played the best footy we've played in a number of years. Absolutely. Is sensational. It, it it talks to the depth on the list that we probably never recognised that we had. We had young players that we were hoping were going to build, and they've just stepped in and they're and they're owning the contest. Mm. They're genuinely contributing. They're not along for the ride, um, and and they're shaping results. Um, it's hard. You know, to... Even pushing Sam Petrovsky seat yeah. back into the back line, you know, is has been an inspired decision. Who, where that comes from, whether that's a David Teague, where it's a match committee, whether it's development coaches or whatever. He's just taken a role and he's just distributing and, and, and doing and he, so very, very well. Once he gets that, he's obviously been charged to do the 15-metre kick, the 20-metre yep. kick. Because yep. you look at it, you look at the Crows and a number of times, not just the Crows, but a lot of teams will defend down the line and they'll defend the 40-metre kick, yep. the 50-metre kick. Whereas if Samo is one of those guys, Sam Walsh can do it as well. Samo can definitely do it. Hits the 20-metre kick. Yep. When That takes ground and actually kind of discombobulates... Yep. Oh, we've got to it push up. We've got to get push some up. Question. The 50-meter yeah. kick is covered. Yep. The 45, 15, 20 metres away, you, you're right. He he nails it. When we're moving quick, he still tries to nail that. If it comes of, off. On the 40, when it comes off, oh. you cream yourself. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Because it opens it up. He only gets cut off when we're moving quick. You know, sometimes you just think, when we're moving quick, and you, you just coach this into him. It's more... Direct yeah. down the line. But I reckon I would I would say though that he's been given license by the coaches to say you're the guy to take on the lower percentage kick. Yep, yep. Because you're the guy that can hit it. Because you're a great it. decision maker and you got the skill. And if it, look, it's not going to come off. We had a couple on the weekend that the crows chopped off. Yep. You know, in tight, and you go, well, that's just part of it. And people around me were losing their minds about it. And you go, yeah, but those people were they the ones creaming themselves every time we intercepted one. No, yeah, nope. yeah. Through pressure, and, and that's the thing. You sit there and go for Samo. If you hit that kick, we're out. We've we've gotten now the most dangerous part of the ground, and you've got to come at us or drop off. Oh, yeah, so if we can play Samo on one side and Lockie on another, a lot of run damage, dangerous. Um, one other thing, and I posted on Twitter about it over the weekend. Michael Gibbons and his story, and there was a couple of things that were in the media this week about you know what he's managed to do, um, and, and when he got recruited and the backstory behind that. The best thing about Michael Gibbons is pre-season. We were given two state league access to two state league players. Gold Coast were given access to three. The two that we had, we traded away to other teams. They were Geelong, uh, Nathan Kruger, who we got pick forty three for, and the other one was Shane McAdam, who went to Adelaide and was part of the package deal that resulted in Mitch McGovern. Mm. At the same time, Gold Coast has picked up Josh Corbett, who they talked about saying he's standout player at the next level. He's yeah. played nine games. He's a half-forward flanker who can take a contested mark and kick goals. He's kicked three goals in his nine games. Um, Sam Collins, big-bodied yeah. key defender, who'd been in the system before, come out, done really well. He's played 14 games. And Chris Burgess was a bit of a swingman. He's played 10, and he's kicked four. Now, at the Gold Coast, not it's a hard lot gig. of opportunity. It's, a hard, it's, it's hard, a hard gig there. Through the five players that have gone, the two that we've utilised to improve our situation, we've turned around at the end of it and we've offered a contract to Michael Gibbons, who's probably the best of a lot of them. I mean, Sydney Stack might be better, but Sydney Stack had a completely different set of circumstances. He he was an unknown and there were 18 clubs said, we're just not going to take the risk on him because we think socially he's got a few concerns. But Mick Gibbons, two lists and trophies, you'd seen exactly what you needed to see and we've gone... We're taking the kids. So we've we've bypassed the avenues to be able to get him simply. We've still ended up with him. We haven't overpaid to get him. You need a bit of him. luck every now and then. And you need a little bit of luck. And obviously, Sauce can, Sauce can pick him. 
Before we go into our last question, which I've got for you, Fabian, a couple of shout-outs from the weekend's result. Uh, we mentioned Timbo. You uh, gave one to Will Setterfield. Fantastic. My boy. Second, uh, second best player on the ground on the weekend. It's phenomenal. Um, Levi, who who the fuck are you and what have you done <laughs> with Levi Casbolt? Because, my God. He's a different, different the, the footballer, goal, isn't he? The yeah. goal in oh. the... In Second, the third, third, the third, third quarter, quarter, going yeah, the um, on the run, city end. Yep, beautiful hands I've just as well. Yelled at, hit it, hit it. It's like, but a beautiful bit of play. Confident. Hit it, Dow really well ball. to keep the ball alive. <laughs> Maddie Kennedy's hands out, yeah, quick hands. Yeah, it was a handball, wasn't it? Jay, Phenomenal pressure, pressure, unbelievable. Um, again, he doesn't get any stats for this stuff. No, 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 and and doesn't get kudos from it. Mm. Only Carlton supporters see what this bloke does. Andrew Phillips. Uh, had a big job to play. I, I thought I thought Riley O'Brien was a better ruckman than what he was. As a big man, he's a very good footballer and takes a fantastic contested mark and I'm played. Crucified, right? I thought he was soundly beaten in the ruck. He was soundly beaten, yeah. and he was double teamed all day. Yep. But I still reckon he did some nice things for a young. He did some nice things. You know what it is? And a phenomenal set of hands. I said this yeah, on Twitter. Great hands. It's the, the mark he took in the back line. In front of us. Yeah, Which yeah, he shouldn't have taken because he was woefully out of position. The free kick got brought back for Phillips to take, who had to run back to take the kick. Yeah, that's right. Whereas he was running forward to exploit him. Yes. Yeah, he was a bit lucky. But um, but the ruck craft that Phillips showed. He was excellent. And and granted, when you're hitting it to Paddy Cripps, uh, who's getting 19 clearances in the game, you just sit there and you're going, you're doing a lot right. Um, but the bloke on the end's only going to make it look better anyway. But... We destroyed them in the middle, and, mm-hmm. and and Andrew Phillips for his first game back in probably what about eight or ten weeks, exceptional effort, and he'll get another gig this week he against Tom Hickey. So, Ooh, good, lips, good luck ruck, to him. Uh, ruck aficionados, battle yes. of the fucking clash of the titans. There, <laughs> come to pay for the price of admission. We'll cover that and that alone. Um, and then last shout out before we get to this last question for you, Fab. Damien Tardio is not going to like this, <laughs> but the back six, and in particular. Jacob Wittering. Liam Jones was great again. Lockie Plowman, your man, Fab, did a great job again. But Never doubted him. Jacob Wittering, wow. Yeah, he's a, he's a superstar, isn't he? Wow. He's, he's on his way to becoming something serious. But everything that we anticipated he was capable of becoming, he's, he was fantastic again. Beat Tex in a number of one-on-ones. And at the end of the Smashed day... Smashed him, though, Sean. Like, Texas, not just beat, just took him to the cleaners. Texas three goals flatter him. Totally, on absolutely. The basis on the on the balance of his total performance, I think three goals massively flatter him. Yep. So, shout out to that back six, and in particular Jacob Wiedering, who's having an enormous year, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, will have to be in the top three in the BNF. How do we fit Marchi and uh, and Sam Doherty into this side? It's a good problem to have. Great. Love it's it. a fantastic problem to I have. I was taking the piss, but um, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's totally. Start, totally. No, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's like I still hark back 2011. I said to Tim. And in 2011, we didn't replenish enough, and this is why we're in where we're, where we're at. But I said to Timbo, 2011 was the first time we looked at our list and went, we've actually got some depth. Yep. We've got real depth. Right, now we're starting to... But we've got young depth. Now we've got depth. We actually look at it and go, as you've said, we've got you for years. Yeah. Just need to sign Caleb Marchbank. Um, yes. But we've got you for years, and like you're better than anything we've had in quarter of a century. Pretty much. In terms of... Like, I love the problem that Fab's just raised. We sit there going, yeah, Marchbank and Docky, you're in. Who for? Mm. Yeah, all those guys are in. And, and the for? reality is football will dictate that throughout seasons we will have injuries. Like the, the, Turtles the... in the sea, Fab. Not all the turtles make it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a shout out. That's an OG reference. That's that, that, that's season one. <laughs> anyone anyone who's been with us since the beginning. That not was, all the, that was a um, an episode name. Not too. all the not all the turtles make it to the, make it to the ocean. Yep. They get picked off. Um, I've got one. How more was quick. that received? Your your turtle analogy in by, marine by, circles by, very well by, by Alex <laughs> and I. Alex, yeah, but you you guys carry on like you've never heard a saying before. Shot your bolt was another one. Shot, oh, there we go. You'd oh, never heard that one. one, and there was another one similarly. There was like, one very oh, weird one which I never never mm. got. Um, I've got a question for you, Fab. Yes, we've spoken at length both uh, on port and is just, the answer Felice Cafusi. It is not Felice okay, Cafusi. Okay. I can make it that. Um, we've spoken at length about this structure that the club may be pursuing, which is the director of coaching, head of coaching, an EPL style model, an NFL style model. Yep. Do you? Have fa- I don't have faith. Do you have faith that the club actually understands what that is? No, no, they don't. Because my attitude, I remember thinking about it during the week, and Brad Lloyd, if they're serious about this model, Paul Ruse is the name being spoken about, he has to be on a plane to the UK, to Italy, to Spain, and he has to see or and look... Or the US. Or the US to observe the NFL structure, how it works. Because Paul Ruse comes in, he's not a babysitter. No. This structure is, he's top of the tree. Mm. He's the boss. Yep, I don't think this is an observation from afar, and it's it's as far as everybody listening to this and you know us three in here have got it. It's just it's just a general. I don't. I see Tiki as more of a. Yes, he's the ideas man, but he looks to be empowering. He's very calm in the box. He seems to be the one who's empowering, and that's what. Funnily enough, we've I done it before. This we, we 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 had the we Wine, had this Wine Britain. We had the system right. with Brits and Parker. Parker was still the boss. Yeah, but Brits was the game day. That's right. He, he was the smart. I, I really. don't think you need one game day. I think you need to empower three. There's three positions in football. There's middle, front, and back. Those three coaches, and I think we're almost at a point for me personally. Clarko aside, nail down Teague, and back him with. Top line assistant coach. We might already have him, but I reckon that's. I reckon Tiggy. We can't. I don't think the club's totally over it, but I just think just by us, we might be nailing it. As might, we actually may have fallen ass backwards and into from the right system. What yeah. you hear in circles that Teague and because everyone keeps saying is Robert Wall still in the box? Is Robert Wall? From what I hear, it's he's he and Teague a simpatico. Simpatico, without the accent, yeah, I like it. So, I don't think the club necessarily are looking for it, but I think I just don't think the competition we're going to fall ass back into it. Understands what they when they talk about this system, I don't think they get it. No, they don't get what it is. It's not, like I said, Ruse isn't picking up an easy paycheck to be a babysitter. Your your buck stops with you. The buck stops with you. You're the boss. Mm. Just because Alex Ferguson wasn't out running drills. He was the man. Yeah. But I think Teague can be the boss and empower others to do yeah. what he needs to do. Well, I think the I think the million-dollar question that comes out of all of it is you can have whatever structure you want, but underlining everything and, and the ethos behind everything is what's the game plan? Yep. What is the game style? And my question is if you employ that system, I'm assuming it's David Teague's game style. And, yeah. and, and you can have the Paul Ruses of the world with great experience that he's got, providing suggestions and all that sort of stuff, and tweaking and maybe week at a time, you know, seeing where we're at, how do we need to, you know, um, massage this to be able to make it best work for us. Mm. 
But at the end of the day, to me, when you're maybe not the manager, but the coach, it's your game plan. And, and, and I think that's that's the, the biggest question we need to answer before we delve into any structure difference. Yep. Do we want to get on this week, Fab? This week? The teams? Well, can, can I just make one point about Carlton? Mm. I don't remember who the player was, and it was either an article that I read or something that I heard on the radio. And it, more I think about it, it might be a, a Daisy Thomas. Mark Athorn. The comment that has been made was, we've been going through the hardest training block that our club's been through in this previous month. Imagine how hard it'd be for Mitch McGovern. Well, that's exactly right. If the, if the standard rank and file players are going, wow, this is tough. And, and I reckon the week after we came back from Frio... We come back looking like Ace Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we looked a bit tired. We looked a bit jaded going into that Melbourne game. And hindsight almost says, well, if we're really working... Um, oh, mate, it's simple. If Cripps plays against Melbourne... We win the game. We win the game. But, but what I'm trying to get at is we've got four games left. And I think most supporters are looking at it and going, okay, we've won, we've won six... We get St Kilda in three weeks' time. That's the one that we need to win. We get seven and everyone will go, seven satisfactory. But, and we sit there and go, and the other three potentially might be the three best sides in it, West Coast, Richmond and Geelong. But if we've been doing this massive training block in this past month... Well, this is our final series. This is our final series. So, so we are going to be at the stage where we're going to start to rest now, we're going to be tapering, we're going to be fresh... Well, Teague's and, and those teams, they're going to be working their asses off now in mm. preparation for their September. And I just can't help but think we're going to be a bit up we know and they're I, potentially going to be a bit down. And I, I, there's a scalp or two yeah. to be had. To be you had. know what it was? Russell, Teague and Kane Little, Nathan Little particularly knows or recognises the economic realities of football. And they're probably sitting there thinking, obviously one of the edicts was to be more attacking, yep. which we definitely are. But secondly... He's probably sitting there, and, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if the conversation internally was, we need to kind of finish strong so there's a good taste in the mouth. We've got a really difficult block of teams. 64,000 members, but and you get every single uh, one of them back you, and more. You've hit the nail on the head. You sit there and go, let's treat the last four weeks as a finals campaign. Yep. From a preparation point of view, from an execution point of view, particularly against the quality of teams. Yep. But it's our last four weeks of the year. Totally. Who and, we got? That's just what I see happening. No, and, and I, I'm, well, I like I'm very bullish about it. And we, we shouldn't be expecting to win those games. But I don't know. There's just there's just a feeling, an inkling. There's no, a bit positivity. of a belief that I, I think positivity. we'll do well. Hey, I'm a bit of a cup half full man. Who we got? To- okay, we'll start with our game and we'll, yep. we'll spend a little bit more time on this one and then we'll fly through the other. So Carlton, West Coast, Marvel Stadium, 320. Would have preferred them at... Uh, MCG. At the MCG. Because we're an MCG team, Fab. We're an everywhere team. <laughs> we're, we are, now we are. In Fisher, Goddard, Fasolo, Lobb. Don't even know why. No disrespect to Matty. I'm not even sure why he's on the team sheet. Like, no, I don't mean any I disrespect to I hope to the him. guy that Phillips isn't carrying a niggle. Maybe. Well, yeah. Because if he's out... No, oh, like we said earlier... They could, got, they could ruck Willy Rioli. They've only got... And they'd fucking, probably win the hitouts. So They've only got... Have you seen Hickey play? Guy wasn't good enough for the fucking Saints. <laughs> Hickey mixes his form. His best form can be good. Timbo, but, but don't I, I, I wouldn't be backing it in. In for the West Coast Eagles, Shannon Hearn had to be. Yep. Tom Cole and his moustache. Yep. Bailey J. Williams and Mark Hutchings. Elliot Yo playing game 150 and Jackson Nelson, who I've never heard I've of. I've never heard of this game. man. I've just seen this. He's Jackson. played 50 games. 50 games that I've never noticed him. 50 innocuous games. If you would have said 
Jackson Nelson debuting. Debuting. And I would yeah. have said, oh, that's nice. Good on him. Well yeah, done, the young man. Yeah, <laughs> Go if, well. If he jumped up in my soup, I wouldn't know who he was either. No. And I tend to like to think that I know most players. This guy's played 50 games. I, I know the name. I, I don't know what he looks like, but I know the name. But I... Fifty games. If you had said how many games has he played, I might have given you eight, somewhere between eight and twelve. No. <laughs> well, go well, young man. Yes, whoever um, you are. Um, look, I just the key concern here is clearly small forwards. Locking yes. it. I've got it written down here. Locking it in. Our, if we did an awesome job of locking that ball in and creating pressure. What are their small forwards? Is Petrocelli in at the moment? Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that, that's a worry. He's got he's got the pace to burn. Yeah, fucking, you know what? You know what's going to happen at some point. He and Plowman are going to be running for a ball, and Plowman's going to be like a fucking octopus in front of him. And you're going to be thinking, why can't this man? It'd be like Lewis Hamilton hunting down. Is he Alfred Williams? <laughs> Maybe. And he's sitting there going, why can't you pass him? Yeah. So he'll just he'll somehow figure out a way to do it. I'm I'm confident in our back six, curtailing there. Even though they've got some crafty, they've got Sean's. Favourite yes, player to watch Willie. playing for him, Willie. Um, no, Liam Ryan. Liam, Liam Ryan. Ryan, sorry. I do like Willie Rowley as well. Yeah, yeah. no, both of them are phenomenal. Liam Ryan. Yeah, Flying Ryan is, is great to watch. But um, stop pumping him up. In the middle, the way we're going, I'm happy. It's We need to lock that ball in. Pleasingly for us, I reckon and they'll send balls. Yo to... They'll send Yo to Crips. Well, yeah. they have brought Mark Hutchings in. Mark Hutchings is the recognised tagger. So um, and the wait, other, wait and watch. And the other one was a really good test. Not a test as such, um, but it'll be interesting to see if at any point in time Sam Walsh goes head-to-head with Gaff. Would love to see it. Hutchings, interestingly, he was the guy that went to side bottom in the grand final, so he obviously is going to back in his endurance Did more so job. the body. So, as you say, maybe Yo with the body is the one that's more likely to go to a Crips. So they might rotate a few through. Oh, look, absolutely. And look, they, they've just, got a very good deep midfield, so they've, they've got options. They're, they're the running, running premiers. For a reason. I'm running premiers Which, without Nat Nui and Gaff playing. Well, and that's the one thing everybody They won forgets. the flag without him, so they don't need him. Well, and that was the thing. I don't, I don't want to get off topic, but they were talking about, you know, should Alex Rance come back? Oh. And you're sitting there and you're going, no. Port won a flag with no Primus and no Josh Franco. He's, He's taken it back Port 15 Adelaide. years Jeez. to get no, his no, my point, but West Coast, Swannies into this West Coast won the without bloods. Nat Nui and Gaff. And and in a week where we've seen Dale, Dale, I don't know. Barry Round. Dale, <laughs> like Bob Bobby Pratt. Skilton didn't um, play Dale Morris has come back on a shortened preparation off an ACL and he's torn it within, you know, well, that's what maybe happens. Not, that's maybe what not happens. 10 seconds being on the ground. You can't take that risk with Alex Rance. It's insane. We're talking about the Blues and the Eagles, Timbo. Get moving. <laughs> so, look, we just can't afford to bomb away. No, no. Because they'll pick us off. And well, they've got the best interceptors in the competition. They do. I'm just disappointed that uh, so that short Mitch isn't in. Yeah, it's... To play on his brother. Yeah, would have been nice, but hey. He has to be getting close, though, because he's been out now for three three weeks. I think so, yeah. Technically, well, four if you include the first week leading into the game. So surely that heavy training load makes you wonder how far off it he was. Well, that's right. It's going to be a pretty heavy month worth of training. It's going to be buff. Tips. It feels as though, and I love saying this, I'm not going to tip us, but it feels as though we can win the game. You sit there going, look, the Eagles are what, second on the ladder, they're outstanding defending Premier. If they're go, second on the ladder, they're fucked. Everyone who's true. second on the ladder loses. But my, my attitude with this whole thing, I love being able to sit here and thinking, yeah, yeah, we can win. Absolutely, we can win this game. We've got to be good. Slap, we have to be sharp. Slap the Jets. How but far I'm, am I behind? I'm going the Eagles. Um, your 
11 behind Fab, 5 behind me. So I'm, I'm going the Eagles. I'll go the Eagles. Blue boys. Oh, yeah, love it. And I say this every week, breaks my heart to tip against them. But um, look, I, as I said, I love, I love being able to sit here and actually think about it. And go, yeah, absolutely. Geez, nah, can we I've, I've just got that, that tingly feeling. We'll win it. I'm just not tipping us. Hopefully. All right, here we go. Friday night at Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne versus Hawthorne in Scott Thompson and Kane Turner. Scott Thompson returning from a ruptured testicle. Busted nut. Out Sean Atley. I don't know what's wrong with him. And Jed Anderson omitted. Is Jed Anderson... I don't, I don't know how to say this. Is Jed Anderson... Good. ...very tough on his terms? He's a big body. He does a lot of pushing and shoving when it's convenient and, and for, like for him. You know some guys... Like Daniel Howe when he just sucker punches Patrick Cripps in the face. Yeah. And you go, that's not tough. No, that's not at tough. All. Yeah. You go, well, I don't know what you're trying to achieve. But Jed Anderson does stuff like that where he'll prowl around and he's very... Very tough and aggressive at the contest when it suits him. I think Jed's just inconsistent, in fairness to him. I like him, yeah. but but he's what a the difference of, between his best and his worst. What is, a piece of business by the Hawks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Wowzer. Yeah. Um, in for Hawthorne, Tim O'Brien, out Jonathan Segler, who oh. was a late in last week. They were, yeah. O'Brien was late out, Jonathan Segler a late in. Who you got? Uh, I reckon North will salute for the first time in a couple of weeks with Reese at the helm officially. Congratulations! Shout out to Reese. Shout out to Reese. Weird shaped head. Very, very weird shape. It's like a, like a triangle. Yeah, it's just it's very yeah. pointy at the base, but very round. At the Where top. are we playing? We, we, they are playing at Marvel. I reckon North. North wins. I'll go North. 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 Oh, you going for North? Yep. Fuck. Shout out to Goss. Um. By the way, Australia's won the toss and are batting at Edgbaston. Okay. That's I a, was yeah. trying to get through this entire pod without speaking about this godforsaken. We only we would have spoken about him, but there's nothing to talk about. No, Mitch Stark, which is a weird decision considering he was like pretty much man of the Has tournament. Ashton Agar going, remember him? Mm. I, I don't mind him. I think he's got some ability. Um, He'll play for Australia again. Yeah, at I think some he point, will. I reckon. The, the like Mitch Stark six years since he played. The Mitch Stark one is is interesting in the sense that he was phenomenal with the white ball just a month yes. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, it's a bit strange. Like it's just an odd call. Who have they gone in? Is it Hazelwood or? Well, as I understand it, from on the back of what well, everybody Siddle. was saying, that it'll be Hazelwood, Cummins, and Pattinson. We are doing the teams. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we digress. Okay. All right, keep going. Get get into the teams. Essendon versus Port Adelaide, Marvel Stadium, Saturday afternoon. In Orazio Fantasia and Connor McKenna. Out, Jane Laverde omitted and Ben McNeese omitted. In for Port Power, Timbo's team. Charlie Dixon, Peter Laddams, and Todd Marshall. Shout out to... Uh... Oh, out, sorry. Scott Lysette, omitted. Dougal Howard, omitted. And Joel Garner, the bowler, um, omitted. Shout out to the Bombers, of course. The media uh, and everyone was quick to pour cold water over our paltry four-goal winner, the Gold Coast Suns. The uh, the Jabbers were able to fall in against S- them Siddles in. in the last Siddles minute. Siddles in ahead of Hazelwood. Okay. Um, the, the Jabbers were able to fall in against the Suns in You're the last minute. But just obviously because of the work that the uh, the Essendon Mafia do for their dons in the media. My, oh, one of my favourite cartels in the media, the Essendon Mafia. What a great win. Jake Stringer has to be All-Australian. No, it doesn't. Because he, he, he probably should probably make the 40. Even then, you'd be going, what are you doing here, mate? Um, Who you got? Look at the Bombers. I'm going Port. Of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, bombers. The GWS Giants versus the Sydney Swans at GIA. Uh, Giant Stadium. 
<laughs> At least it'll say it uh, A-E-S-T. At A-W-S-T. Um, in, Jake Stein and Brett Deledio. Out, Sam Taylor injured and Daniel Lloyd injured. In for Timbo's Swannies. Ollie Florent, James Rose, Daniel Menzel and Kieran Jack. Out, Dane Rampy injured. Lewis Mullican omitted. Riley Stoddart omitted. And Colin... O'Riordan. O'Riordan. Shout out to uh, Jared McVeigh. Yeah, one of my favourites. I wouldn't yeah. go that far, but... Um, no, he's one of my favourites. Yeah, well, I'm not having him anywhere near it, but... What happened? He's just retired. He retired. Oh, good on him. Yeah, yeah. i never forget Mick Malthouse refusing to man him up in that 2013 semi-final and making him look like a fucking superstar. <laughs> just We just kicked it to him for a quarter and a half. Yeah. Shout out to his brother, who, when he played on Eddie Betts, <laughs> got an absolute... Look at eight kicked on him, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jeremy Vay, Premiership player, All-Australian. No, like, shout um, out to him. 300-odd games career. Good effort. Good bloke. Not going to be enough yeah. uh, for them to salute... For you, Jared, I reckon the Giants win and win easily. Absolutely. Giants by Giants comfortably. Is Buddy Franklin ever going to play again? Uh, no. One day. One day. EJ Witten Legends game, maybe. The Fremantle Dockers versus the Geelong Cats at Optus Stadium at 2.35 on Saturday. Seriously? Why are they even playing this game? So 2.35, what's that, like 5.30? No one gives a shit. Like Correct. genuinely, no one will be watching Cats. this. Um, I wouldn't even bother reading the teams. Okay. Honest. Cats. Cats. Zach Tui, Gary Rowan in, out. <laughs> James Parson omitted, and Harry Taylor being managed. Harry Taylor hasn't flown over. No Menegola. No Menegola. No, no. Fucking up my super coach team. The Adelaide Crows versus St Kilda. In for the Pretenders. Richard Douglas, Eddie Betts, Bryce. Bryce a Gibb. I like a Gibb. I like a Gibb. And Darcy Fogarty. I'm actually happy to see Foxy. this. I'm actually happy to see this kid. Who, Gibbo? This kid, Gibbo. No, uh, Darcy Fogarty. Out. Yeah, yeah. Josh Jenkins, omitted. Badass. Yeah. Tyson Stingle, omitted. Patrick Wilson, omitted. These are, these Did he play? No. The actor. Paul Seedsman, omitted. These are disastrous ins and outs for the Crows. You sit there and go, last week, you dropped a whole bunch of these guys you're just recalling now. Mm. It's dis- it's disastrous. Yeah. In so St. Kilda, Josh Battle, out Blake Akers. I'm going to go with the Saners because the Saners are just playing better footy than the Luke Crows. Luke Dunstan playing game 100. Shout out to Luke. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Saints not only because I hate Adelaide and want them to lose, but because someone has to... They, eventually, Adelaide, when you, you, you've you lost four of your last five, someone will pass you on the ladder. No one below <laughs> them is winning. It was like, it's like the season. It's ridiculous. I think it was, was it Jose's first season. Oh. We won... Lost, yeah. drew. We never moved from sixth. It just, going, just didn't move. The only positive from us from this is now that they're two games adrift of seventh, they're not going any higher. Yeah. Eighth is the highest they can go. Like I said, the Saints are just playing better footy. I'm going for the Saints. Crows for me. Saints. Love it. It's one back. Melbourne versus Richmond at the MCG Saturday evening. In. Cole Dunkley. Jake Melksham. Braden Pruce. Or Brandon. No, that's Braden. Braden Pruce. And Jay Kennedy Harris. Out Neville Jetta injured. Alex Neil Bullen, former pod member, omitted. Josh Wagner omitted. And Tim Smith injured. It's, Wag- it's Wagner, you it's idiot. Wagner. In for Richmond. It's not a fucking composer. <laughs> Jesus. Josh Caddy and Dan Butler out. Sydney Stack and Trent Cochin both injured. You Tom know, Lynch playing game 150. People keep asking. Over the last week, there's been a bit more noise about. You know, why are Melbourne not under more scrutiny? Why, 
is Simon Goodman not under more scrutiny? I love how people said he was Simon Goodman's built up. I this. can ask you this. I can answer this for you, Fab, Tim. Why is no one gives a shit about Melbourne? <laughs> it's simple. He's not under more I love scrutiny. It. Like Collingwood, yeah, they've had a dog shit month or two months. But they were sitting second on the ladder and Bucks is copping it it's left, the right and centre. No one cares. Which makes us all happy. No, don't, don't get me wrong. But it just shows <laughs> Melbourne you in crisis papers. on the back page of the paper, lead article on 360 or whatever. No one gives a shit. No. No one cares. No, what? especially in August. Oh, This is ski season. No one gives a shit. Um, well, look, I think this is pretty straightforward. I think uh, the Tigers win this one Tigers. easily. It's Tiger time. Tim, stop looking at the cricket. Teams. Collingwood versus the Gold Coast Suns in Levi Greenwood, Taylor Adams, Tyler Brown. Who's Tyler Brown? He's Callum Brown's brother. Okay. Son of? Gavin. Gavin. Jack Magden, John Noble and Rupert Batheris. Sorry, no, Rupert Wills. Out, Jordan Dugowie, injured. Isaac Quainall, injured. Rupert. I like what I've seen of Isaac Quainall. Big He's body. He's a good player. Yep. He's a Beverly Hills boy. Jamie Elliott playing game 100. Out. Uh, in for the Gold Coast Suns. Charlie Ballard. Jesus Christ. Jack Martin. Ben Ainsworth. Jack Bowes. Caleb Graham. George Holland-Smith. And Jez, Jez. McClellan. Jezza. Jez is back. Um, Sorry, they're all in. Sorry. Yeah, they're now in. Now is Jack Omch. Corey Ellis omitted. And Jesse Joyce omitted. Collingwood will win this by 80 plus. Yeah, I agree. Collingwood. This is a danger game for oh, Collingwood. Stop it, Tim. Oh, jeez. Stop it, Timbo. Don't even indulge him. Next no, no, Gold Coast pushed. Don't even Gold indulge Coast him. were very unlucky to get beaten by Essendon. Gold Coast? Of course. Oh, just, oh, oh. Yeah, any bloke that's ever been to Port Adelaide, you're going to say, yeah. oh, there's a link yeah. there. No, no, I, I thought, I, I expected Gold Coast to get slaughtered by Essendon. You know why Tim Kale's And they pushed. Socceroo. Because John Kale. Yeah, yeah. Kale's. <laughs> you idiot. Right, Must yeah. have a port connection somewhere. Look, I, I think Collingwood will win, but Collingwood is at, in such disarray that they're vulnerable and the wider footballing fraternity just won't, so tip won't go for a deeper dive. But tip if em. Gold Coast, same way, if they're finishing the Timbo, season, I'm but you're 11 off the pace. Tip the Suns. Tip them. No, I'll pick, pick the pies. I'm just saying it's a danger game. <laughs> Last one, Fab. The Brisbane Orion. The Brisbane Orion. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yes. He's in, he's in. In. Shut it's up. It's an extended bench. It's an extended bench at this stage. Harris Andrews. Build it up. Ben Keys. Ben the Keys. Ryan Bastanak. Ryan Bastanak. And a Rui Taylor. Rui! <laughs> he's pulling the socks up for Pete's 40th. <laughs> Someone needs to get to Fags and say, do not ruin it. And it's extended bench at the moment, but surely Ryan Bastanak. Off, piss, piss, piss off. There's a bunch of guys that can drop. Right. I'm, I could go through half a dozen blokes here that can drop. Mate. Ainsworth, Bailey, Walker, Keys. Yeah, Louis Taylor's a mess. Piss them off. Like, look, you don't need Alan Christensen. Nope. You don't need Cam Rayner for this week. Nope. Give Daniel Rich a rest. Yep. Look, Luke Hodge. No, he's old. Shadow to Betty. Give him a rest. Right. As long as old Socks. He needs to come in. Socks Taylor. It's, it's almost like they. Get it? Maybe Brisbane have got some membership imagine, package imagine where on your Taylor birthday runs out with a PJM forty like <laughs> player of choice. I think on your birthday Brisbane must have a package where you, you get to select a player. It's, I think Pete's written into the yeah. club for my fortieth. Um, I'd like to see Louis Taylor, Rui Taylor. I reckon the the Bryans win this one. Uh, the Lions will win this easily. I'll go through the doggies. Uh, mm. Suckling Shacky Shacky playing against his old team. McLean Williams and Jordan Sweet are in out. Dale Morris 
I reckon that's yeah. that's career. Unfortunately, for well, you Darwin. reckon that's oh, yeah. really Colombo. Yeah. You reckon that's his career. That's Thirty-five at the age of eighty-seven, he's done his <laughs> fifth done knee. His... <laughs> you reckon that's him done, do you? I want to actually point out. Tim spoke for five minutes about I how the Gold think, Coast Suns are going to be calling for think, one minute. I don't think that enough has come of the sheer stupidity of playing him. Agreed. Both I think individually and collectively. I think they've gotten off negligence. Somebody needed to sit there. You know what he's like? And it, I don't mean to be callous. very American about I don't mean to be callous because it's the guy's career and he's obviously a fantastic servant of the footy club and premiership player and all he's that stuff. He's earned the right to make the call on himself. But, but it was a shit call and somebody but, should have protected himself from himself. Should, somebody should have sat there and said, you're not ready. Clearly not ready. And obviously they've said to him, probably internally, that no guarantees on next year. So he's probably sitting there going, I don't have anything to lose because yeah. either I'm going out. Oh, look, he's put his chips on the table and but, good luck to him for having a crack. Oh, but it was dumb. It was so dumb. And the immediate, the first one he did, you went, that's done. Yeah. And they sent him back on because, honestly, I don't mind them sending him back on because well, it's done. And then you go, yeah. At it's least really done. <laughs> just making sure of it. Maybe the doctors were doing that. Uh, Lions for everyone? Lions for everyone. Good stuff. The Brisbane Orion. Shout out to Pete, of course, with the birthdays we covered earlier. Um, are we ready to go on to the quiz? Yep. yep. Born, Let's born do already. it. All right. Clear your whiteboard. You've got markers. Got whiteboards. Uh, we're going to change the format. We've shortened the format a little bit because uh, we've got some feedback that it was too long. So we've shortened it. Happy with that, Fab? Love it. Love it. So basically... You f- need to get me a GIF of... You probably can just get a photo of it, can't you? Of uh, Tim's just tightening some screws. Um, so the basic, the first five questions are going to be on whiteboards. You're both going to answer them. Okay. And then show me your whiteboards. And then Fast Money is the next 10 just to round us off. Okay. So whiteboards. Question number one. The NFL 100 was finalised today. Ooh. Which player was declared the number one player in the NFL? Can I, uh, can I get it? Oh, no, hold on. I've got to make myself an impromptu scoreboard here. Which I, uh, you know when you uh, don't know the answer to a question? No. I ask the questions. <laughs> Tim has got his answer locked in. Fabian, we're going to need an answer from you sharpish. Wowee. I thought you guys would be all over this. I haven't been able to escape this. I I saw the. Th- I didn't. I was see sitting it. in bed and I was reading it this morning and I never clicked on the detail to know what the answer was. I'm going to go defensive, well, that was which a, is that was a weird, which is going to be a mistake. So who you got? Who you got? I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Fabian's locked in Aaron Donald. Timbo's locked in Patrick Mahomes. The point goes to Fabian. Shit, Aaron Donald of the Rams. Whip. Yep. Yep. Was, Where did Patrick uh, Mahomes finish? He was fourth or something. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't too far. It wasn't away. too far. Where away. was Khalil Mack? Uh, I actually don't know. I think he wouldn't have been top ten. I think Brady was like six or something. He was there. Well, that was somebody one of the other made guys. a comment on your band saying about um, Tom being seven. So no, I think yeah, he's going for his seventh ring. Oh, is that what it is? He was there. I think he was sixth or seventh. Anyway, okay. question cool. number two: Australian and English Test cricketers will make history tonight, becoming the first players in Test match history to have what? On their whites. Oh. I don't know if I've given too much information. Fabian's gone for numbers and names. Timbo's gone for numbers. It's numbers and names. Shit. It's going to look stupid. It's going to look so it bad. Doesn't, it's, it's, going to look, it's not required. It's going to look so shit. It's just not required. Question number three. The Community Shield takes place on Sunday night. Which two teams will kick off the English season in the annual Wembley Curtain Razor? 
I'm locked in. Fabian's locked in. Timbo's locking in. He's just scribbling down. Fabian's gone Liverpool and City. So has Timbo. They're both correct. I actually went City and Liverpool. Technically, I think it's City and Liverpool. Yeah. Obviously, City, City hold... Um, City can't play themselves. No, well, they hold both the Woo. Premiership and the FA Cup. Uh, so, therefore, Liverpool's the runner-up. We'll play them. Question number four. Four players have played all 18 games for Carlton in 2019 for one point each. Can you name them? So, we've had four players play every single match. You'll get a point each if you can name those four. So it sort of shows that's not a bad number. I actually don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's an excellent number or a, or a bad number for guys to have played every game. But uh, four of a list of what forty odd, forty six odd. We've had a couple of guys just miss the one and two. Fabian's racking his brain. Timbo's wiped one off the board and added another one. Timbo. How much longer have I got? Not long. Give me give me 30 seconds. You're not getting 30 seconds because Tim's locked in. Tim's got his four locked in and he's got three of them. Fab's got his four locked in and he's got three of them as well. So I've gone with Sam Walsh, <laughs> Michael Gibbons, Samo Petrescu-Seaton and Jacob Wiedering. Okay, so Petrovsky Seaton is obviously one of them who one of I don't have. So the correct answer is Samo, Sam Walsh, Ed Kerno, Michael Ed. Gibbons. Cuts off. Because I had Murphy, I crossed him out and I put Plowman in. But it's Petrovsky Seaton. Player broke oh, the. To go with the other one. Yep. Player broke the face, the nose, whatever it was. Didn't yeah. Uh, against Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Missed a couple. Yeah. So so you each get three there. So Samo, Walsh, Kerno, Gibbons. Score. Which is an excellent effort from Michael Gibbons, played all eight games. Four, six. Uh, yes, six to four in Fab's favour. Including, this is question number five, including the Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, how many total Fast and the Furious movies have been released? So, of course, I went and saw Fast and the Furious. Fabian's locked in eight, Tim's locked in nine. The correct answer is nine. Yeah. So there's been eight Fast and the Furious movies in the movie, obviously, released today. we. There's a couple more on the way, by the way. So, um, funny that for a film that uh, they were one bad movie away from the director, Video Bin. I'm not running. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad, Fab, for a film that's just a point break ripoff. So, back to Fast Money now, 6 5. We're, we're tied, so just buzzing in now. Okay. So, fastest finger here. Question number one Name the Richmond Tiger who re signed Tim. S- Timbo? Sydney Stack. Sydney Stack. There was some other young kid that Jack Ross. Jack Ross. Bonus point? No. Oh. Question number two. Carlton completed a remarkable turnaround from round 23 of last. Tim. Yep. 135 points. Incorrect. Fuck. Four questions, please. <laughs> Carlton completed a remarkable turnaround from round 23 of 2018 to last weekend, turning in uh, turning around uh, a massive defeat into a solid victory. What was the total points turnaround between round 23 2018's loss? And round, what number was it, 2019? 99. Incorrect. The correct answer is 131. I thought it was 108 and 27. Or it was 104 and 27. 104 and 27. Oh, you're saying add them together. That's why I went to 99. So even if I had the 104, I still would have got it wrong. Yes. I was taking, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were wrong. Question number three. Alan Scott, you were wrong. Question number three. 
This past weekend on Sunday, Don Pike had the players around for what? Tim. Tim. Pizza. And they asked him, what pizza did you go with? No, pizza and... Fab, fab, pizza and beers. No, i got to give it... Th- we, we, hey, why did you get a chance to respond? Of course oh, it's beers. You, you started talking about toppings Tim and gets, stuff. Tim gets the point. Oh, Thank you. Seven to six. We'll accept that. Question number four. Carlton last defeated this week's opponent, West Fabian. Coast. Fabian. Tension's killing us. 2014. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Nice. Troy Menzel kicked the seal, a beautiful moment. Oh, and Murphy put it in and yeah. Menzel read it, ran onto it, kicked a beautiful goal. Highlight of his AFL career, sadly. Yes. <laughs> Thought he had not more than that in him. to it either. Question number five. On the weekend, Patrick Cripps finished. Fabian. Yep. 19. Yes. 19 clearances. clearances. It's either to be 39 or 19. Yeah, I was reading Question to number up six. the scraps. Australia claimed the last Ashes series. Fabian. Last year. <laughs> Would you like the full question, Tim? Oh. Uh, yes, please. I think, <laughs> yes. I, know, I, think yes. I know the answer. No, it just answers incorrectly. <laughs> uh, Australia claimed the last Ashes series by what scoreline? Uh, we won 4-0 with one draw. That, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. 4-0, and of course we had the really t- classless 4-0 sign on the podium. Oh, which right. is just awful. I don't know if you remember that. On the dais, there's like an Australian watch cricket, hand mate. making four and a zero for England. Ah, oh, that's right. Awful. That yeah. Question number seven. In an entertaining German Grand Prix, a second-placed finish secured this team only their second podium of all time. So this team's been in the sport for quite a while. Tim. Timbo. Arrows. They're no longer in the competition. They yeah, fucking they, they wound up about 20 years ago. Some chance. I've got no idea. So Max Verstappen won... <clears throat> So this team been in it for a little while, and this result was only... Has their name changed? Nah, oh, technically. But not, like, not in ages. It's a hard one to answer, because everyone's team's name... Red Bull used to be Stuart Ford. Yeah. Used to be Jaguar, used to be... My, my, my answer was going to be Force India, or whatever they are. Well, what's your answer? Force India. Toro Rosso. The Red Bull. Daniel Kvyat, second place finish. Um, and actually, funnily, it cr- created a podium of Max Verstappen, Daniel Kvyat, and Seb Vettel, who were all Red Bull, Red Bull drivers program. Yep. Seb Vettel came from dead last. It was a crazy race. It was a crazy race. Question number eight. F1 returns to the track this weekend where Daniel Ricciardo won. Fabian. Th- yep. Monaco. They're going to race at Monaco for the second time? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. Timbo? So that race will full be... Question, a- full question, please. Well, that is the question. So F1 returns this weekend to this track. Just give me, give me the country. Daniel Ricciardo won at in 2014. So typical, it's the last race, always generally speaking, the last race on the calendar before the summer break. Brazil. No, that's generally the last race on the calendar, full stop. Spain? Okay. Incorrect. I've already been in Spain. You want to name somewhere else? Melbourne? Nope. No. Baku? You've already been to Baku? Istanbul. Hungary. They don't race? Spa. Fra- France of Chompa Chompa Chomps. No, that's in Belgium. That is too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've offered up seven answers and every single one of them has been wrong. Question number nine. Which team sits atop the NRL Fabian. Storm. That is correct. The Melbourne Storm sit atop the NRL ladder following nine, uh, following, what is it, 18 rounds? Question number 10. Hold on, what's the score? You lead nine to eight. Oh, Jesus. How many questions have we got? One. you got to tie this to make me scramble for a fucking tiebreaker. Question number 10. 
Which AFL team is tied with the Blues on six Fabian. wins? Fabian. Shit. A lot riding on this for all of us here. The win for Fabian, the loss for Tim, me having to come up with a tiebreaker question. A lot of tension in the room. Not going to lie. St Kilda. Incorrect, Timbo. My Sydney Swans. It is Tim's Sydney Swans have won six games. I reckon I should get over the line with Jack Ross. Mm. Jack Ross? Who, who Who? else knows Jack Ross? Like There has Jesus. to be some okay. kudos for that. Yeah, that's a good get, mate. But Fuck off, Tim. Seriously, <laughs> why do you do this to me? I sat there and I made up these questions and I was like... I don't, no, I don't have sweet Georgia Brown queued up this week. I don't so. have to worry about bloody coming up with a fucking question again. Just talk amongst yourselves while I give me 30 seconds to come up with a question. Uh, we haven't kicked off. Seven fifty nine. The first ball will be very soon. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Peter Siddle has gotten the gig Stop ahead of Josh Hazelwood. Talking. No, no, it's cricket. Very, it's very interesting. The Ashes is starting in one minute. You know, All right, I've got a question. Shut up. Okay. Tiebreak question. Do we want to do a buzzer or do we want to do whiteboards? Whiteboards. You whiteboards. want to do whiteboards? So we have to get it right. Technical. Oh yeah, sudden death. So it's not first one in. No. Yeah, cool. Sudden death. Which Carlton player? Leads his team. Don't know if you want to lead this team, your team in this category, in total clangers for season 2019. So it's not a great, it's not a stat you necessarily want to be leading in, but you know, sometimes you bite off more than you can chew, which is just the way it goes. So it's, it's you know, it's not a bad one. You got the score wrong on the thing there, Timbo. Yeah, I stopped no, updating. Final answers are in. Fabian has gone SPS. Timbo has gone Sam Walsh. Like stats leader for Clangers for the Carlton Football Club with 72, Sam Walsh. Timbo has claimed it. <laughs> well, when you've had 446 possessions and you're leading your team through sheer weight of numbers, I reckon you're a dead set chance. So <laughs> He's let defeat. You should have done the old, the answer is Sam. And just oh, let I it should hang. have. I you should have left him hanging. Damn it. I'm shattered. You had, shattered. It, you had it on had your him. racket. You had, had it on your racket. Week. I had him this week. Question number ten. He's Roger Federer serving for the fi- in the fifth. He is on serve. On serve. Two break points. He had him. He had him cooked it to win the quiz two, ten to two eight match points. Rather, what was the question I stuffed up with? Saint Kilda. Yeah. I think the Saints have only won one more. Maybe yeah, they have won one more. Oh, that was a good quiz though. Ten to nine. Great quiz. Tim, wasn't, wasn't great that good. quiz. Wasn't that Timbo good. falls in over the line again. I think you only won narrowly last week. I'm gonna start uh, calling you narrowly meadows. Narrowly meadows. Because you narrowly win everybody. It's fucking terrible. You're more competitive, though, Fab. It's good to see. Thank you, Sean. Um, Well, that brings us to a close this week. We don't have an episode title or a song, so that's fine. Play something from the 80s that's uplifting. Usually there's some sort of connection. Fuck the connection. Move that body by Technotronic. No, I've got it. Play it. For goodness sake. I've got got it. I've figured it out. Play something from like Tears for Fears. I've figured it out. No, 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 no. Leave it with me. DJ Request, DJ Request. No one tells me what to play. I'll figure it out myself. Yeah, but you'll play a song that people like. I want people in their cars. You love it. I guarantee you'll like this. You, season one and the start of season two, you were ripping out banging tracks at the end of the pod. Banging tracks. Lately, no. Nah. Bit of introspection required, I think. You're getting yourself further and further away from a request. For me, Sean Peterbach, thank you very much for Tim Davis quiz winner. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Is that eight of nine? It's it's pretty compelling yeah, discussions. Yeah, pretty yeah. compelling. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm playing for a priority. Well, one si- no no six, priority six straight. No, yeah, right. It's eight of nine. Eight of nine. Yeah. What a result! Quiz champion again. Wowzers. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. And for uh, the vanquished Fabian Guadagnolo. Whatever.
whatever. Arrivederci ragazzi. Goodbye, we'll see you Go boy boys. Go boys. Throw it to Tim first, and Tim should say, What I said, ragazzi. Yeah. The fuck's going on? And I'll just go, How are you sure? <laughs> How's your week? <laughs> Actually, we should do that. It'll be funny. All right, you ready? Yeah, born ready. <laughs>